Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with Sylvie. In for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on this Deal Breakers Thursday with open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. Yes, our old show rekindled. Skokie and South Shore ride again. Sylvie, good morning, how are you? I am good, I am good. Uh, you look spry. You look energized, despite doing valley basketball last night. You, I was shocked. I thought you had a game tonight. I said, Yo, "Hoodie, you got a game? You got the UIC gear on?" And you said you had a game last night in Normal, the Bloomington Normal area. Yes, that is true. Uh, the UIC Flames broke their eight-game uh, losing streak, and we finally got one. We beat Illinois State last night. Better than than us. Yes, SIU. because you almost got us. Yes, no, no question. But that's not the the lead. The lead is is on my way home. So yes, we won the game. I was happy. I said, "You get the old remote starter," because you want to get out of there as quickly as possible. Because that's a two uh, two hour fifteen minute drive back to the crib, right? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, here we go. Get in the car, and so you just realize up fifty five. Man, I got to haul ass to try to get bed, get in bed at least by midnight, at the very least, right? After doing the game yesterday, <laughs> and so I'm going about. Let's just be honest, because there is no curtain at Cap and J Hood. There's no pull. We don't pull the curtain back. There is no curtain. It's just a stage. Can I guess? Yeah. So I'm, eighty, eighty-seven. We're going to go ninety-five. Ninety-five. We're going to go ninety-five miles an hour up wow. fifty-five. Yeah, because I because you know why? Because Cap and J Hood weekday morning seven to ten. That's why. So, so here you go, Sylvie, 95. And I'm like, you know what? I'm hauling ass pretty good, you know? Get around Pontiac, and I do see an officer to the left. And I say, okay, let me slow it down. Let's break it down here. You know how you do that. You go sure, a little back. Right. Let's break it down. 75, 70, 69. Nice. nice. And then you get to about 70, and you're like, okay, we'll just hang in there. And I'm like, oh, boy. All right, I got past him. And then, you know, go another three, four miles, just listening to the radio. And all of a sudden, woo, no. disco lights behind me. Damn. And I'm saying, oh, God. And so I pull over to the right. I have no idea where I am. This is what happens when you are on the road like that in this darkness, no lights around. You know, I, even on my on my whole GPS thing, I don't know where I was. Someplace around Pontiac, maybe somewhere in that area. Maybe. I don't know. It didn't show up. That's how that's where I was in this remote area. He pulls over, and there's nothing like, by the way, in darkness, where all you see is the disco lights behind you. And then the old flashlight against the, uh, the windshield. No. Sir, can you roll your window down? He's on the, and of course, not on the driver's side, the passenger side. Passenger side. And he, 
Why? This this is last night. You last night. You didn't share this with me off the air. You, this is a good job by you. So he get the old flashlight against the windshield. That's intimidating when you can't really see the officer. Uh, window down, please. And I roll it down. He goes, uh, sir. Do you know why I pulled you over? Not in the back of my mind. Yeah, I know why you pulled me over because I'm speeding and I'm trying to get home making time so I can get in bed by midnight after this game at Illinois State. I said, uh, no, officer, I don't know why you pulled me over. He goes, you know why I pulled you over? Your lights in the back. There's no lights in the back. You know, you, you have a switch that's off. You got to turn your, your brake lights on. I didn't see them when, I, when you drove by. I go to the thing. It's turned off. Click auto. Yep, there it is. Let me see your license. <laughs> I did. And he still takes the license, right? And, and, of course, the insurance. State Farm is there. He takes it, right? He's back there 15 minutes. Let me just run your, you know, your license. I'll be right back. What's happening? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Will they find my priors? <laughs> will they see? Will they find out what I've done in my my shady past? You don't have prior. Oh, what they've got done in my shady past? Oh no! And he he comes back after fifteen minutes. And he says, "Here's your license." He goes, "You know what? I'm going to send you a warning. No ticket. I'm going to send you a warning. But hey, keep those lights on though, because he built it up like, yeah, I'm going to get a speeding ticket. You know what? I pulled you over. And that that feeling in your chest, right? Yeah. Like O S H. And then it's like, yeah, those lights. You got to do something with those lights back there. <laughs> so, I, I, I didn't know you could turn those lights off. There's a switch to turn those lights off. I mean, why would there be a switch to turn those lights off? It's a new vehicle. I'm wondering, have I been have been driving with the lights off the entire time? Right. And not the headlights. It's just the lights in the back. In the, the back. The red lights in the back. And so the switch was off. And he says, yeah, you got to turn those on. So you know your old win. You think you're being pulled over for speeding, and it's really for your lights because you were a dumbass and not turned the lights on totally on your vehicle. I, I, I still, what, what, what's with the passenger uh, side uh, knock on the window, though, and not I, the driver's side? I parked in a way, Sylvie, where... You're I'm, still I'm, on the road? I'm a somewhat of a, the left two tires on the road and the others on the other side. Safer for him? Uh, safer for me. <laughs> safer for it's me not, it's not right <laughs> so so there's that uh-huh how about that jay moore yeah, just in case you got to make a run for yeah. it. <laughs> I, was, I mean i was gonna add what, now is this a neighborhood where you're you're okay getting pulled over is this like a keep driving kind yeah. of neighborhood well as i said let me get back to city lights well, here well, yeah well as i said i'm in the darkness i'm not even sure which suburb i was in at this point because you know that drive you know that drive where it's just you get these weird flashing red lights in the distance and that's all you've got at, at midnight in yeah. the darkness you got nothing it's like where you have your flashes on i still gotta figure out by the way how to do my brights were you worried no, nah, not really. I thought this would be a good talking point in the morning. I didn't think anything was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, talking point. I, I didn't think. No, no, I didn't expect a knee on my neck, Sylvia. I thought I was going to be just fine. Thank you. Very good. I was going to be just fine. Thanks. Get those lights on. Well, well thanks. No, thank you. I'm going to the yeah, auto yeah, show. I'm yeah. going to make sure after this, I'm going to make sure that... Uh, 
I know where that light that light switch is. So, so that doesn't magically turn off. It's so ridiculous, though, because I, I can understand if, like, it was, say, for instance, someone's washing your car. They're doing the detailing. Yeah, they, and it's always, like, they always hit a button. Yeah, mistakenly hit the button, something like that, right? And I'm looking at this thing. It is as simple as, oh, this son of a bitch, this is off. Yeah. Click auto. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, like that. Did, does your wife ever drive your car? No. Oh no. No. Not, like, like, at least not the, not these two that we bought though. Usually, like if if I s- say to my wife, like, "Hey, just drive my car. I get more gas." Or if I've if like we'll go out to dinner and she hasn't had any drinks and I have, yeah, she'll drink. There's a button that usually gets hit too, mm-hmm. and then I'll get back in the car and I'm like, oh, well, "How do I get this back?" Well, to the way I like it. Well, Sylvia, tell us a little bit more about that button. I'd like to know more. It's not that button. That button not? My buttons aren't usually hit. Okay. It's, it's a button in the car. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 12 years in now, honey. <laughs> well, I just thought you'd share if there was a button that needed to be pushed. And, uh, well. Oh, it needs to be pushed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not being pushed. Okay. Well, I just thought I would ask. Yes. Well, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, you, you feel like, okay, I know I'm guilty, but I'm going to play it straight you know he goes where are you coming from of course the question also is where are you coming from like why would i i'm the voice of the flames <laughs> sir well that's when he did yes when he go deep into the reservoir you know just like yeah i just got back from uh, illinois state against uic pal that kind of thing and <laughs> when, then, and then what, from there, what does he say to that oh man that sounds that sounds great you know you came from a game uh, you know how long a drive do you have um, yeah, i'm going back to the city oh that's gonna be a long drive yeah yeah well let me get your license and uh and registration of course you know i i um i taped it i taped it on my phone oh what the conversation with the officer oh oh you did oh yeah Ooh. well of course silly I mean, if something happens, look at you. Well, Sylvie, if something happens, I want this recorded at my funeral. I want that to be. A, I want this. <laughs> but you that? were worried. Oh, no. but wait, 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 wait! I asked you five minutes ago. Brother, you were worried. Wait, wait, no, I'm not worried. But you have to be safe. Let me explain something to you. I want you and your you your kids once they start driving, even them. I want them to learn the ten and two rule also. I want them to do what I did last night, and that is when you see the disco lights on, go, go for the wallet. Put it right there on the dash, just in case he asks for it. Have it ready. What's wrong with that? Just being safe, right? Yeah, I guess so. What's wrong with uh, that? Look, I, 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 it is not something that I've ever had to worry about. No. No. no I, I look. <laughs> well, yeah, because you put the voice on and just like, oh, yeah, waddle. You use waddle as a get out of get out of free card. Get out of, get out of jail free card. When you drop Waddle's name, of course you'll never be in trouble, right? No, that is. I don't think Waddle has ever helped. That's a lie. <laughs> you already lying to me this morning. You've you've had to use Waddle's name for other for a free drink maybe, and for the police. <laughs> you know me, right? From Waddle and Sylvie, Lake right? For- Lake Forest Police. <laughs> yeah, right. You know me from Waddle and Sylvie, right? Afternoons. We're on at 2.30 now, right? It's an extra half hour. Yes. We cross-talk with Black and Abdallah at 6.15. Oh, you tell them that, too? <laughs> you, go, you go deep into the detail? You tell them that, too? You give them the lineup, do you? This is a sidebar man, approach that I was not anticipating today. This is a literal sidebar. Thought I'd share with my friend. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but I'm upright and I'm safe. But, but not nervous at all. Prepared. Prepared, not nervous. No. 
No. Because I know, look, I've had a speeding ticket before. I've had speeding tickets. It's really strange. Like, I've had a speeding ticket in the same spot in Pawpaw, Michigan. I told Shay about this. Like, driving through in the same spot in the same area, I've gotten two tickets on my way to Detroit. It happens. You you have have a, uh, do people drive with uh, radar detectors anymore? Are those in vogue anymore? I don't. I don't think I so. I know a few people who do. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fuzz buster. Yeah. I can't stand it. You get in the car and it's just nonstop. It's the most annoying thing. Yeah. Just I, use I, your eyes. I use way and, and ways too. I don't know how accurate those are, like where people tell you where the cop is. It's pretty good because I think it's user sourced, right? Like yes. if you drive yes. by, you can click. Cop's it, still there or not. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what a wife is for. She that she's there. She's pretty much filling up. What what did I say wrong? That, that, like the analytics on that is about twenty two percent. Effectiveness. I'm you, what I'm telling you is that that's what she's there for. If I'm driving and she's got ways on, she goes, "Oh, there's a police officer oh, for the ways. I'm going to mark it. I'm going to mark it. Oh, I'm going to mark the ways. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought you meant to spot it herself. Oh no, no, no. no I mean that's yeah. It's just I just know that yes, I was in the wrong. There's no doubt. I was r- r- wrong for driving so fast, Fonzie. I was. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, that's all she wrote. And I'm, I recorded it right here just in case. If something happened, at least you have the video evidence. If, you know, Channel 7 needed it, I have it right here. You know who you were like? You were like Jerry Reinsdorf trying to outspeed the Bears to build the stadium. <laughs> yeah, pretty, much, pretty much. And Jerry's a snail. As we all know. <laughs> not not yeah. when it comes to business. Yeah, that's the problem around here for this White Sox fan. And so uh, still to come, we'll talk about who will get their stadium done first. Is it the White Sox or the Bears? We're going to talk about the Bears and the White Sox in that regard for a reason. Two big stories that occurred yesterday. We'll talk about it coming up next with Sylvian for Cap. I'm Jay Hood. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. And that's one to grow on. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Captain J. Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Thursday, a Deal Breakers Thursday. Here on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show, we'll have Deal Breakers coming your way at 835. It is Sylvie in for Cap on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. It's interesting, Sylvie, that we got two stories yesterday, one regarding the White Sox and a possible new stadium. And, of course, the Bears with uh, with Kevin Warren. Very interesting that is going on here. There was a letter that was written by Kevin Warren to season ticket holders about the future. Now, Kevin Warren is talking about how there's going to be an increase as far as the um, tickets are concerned, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a uh, a long letter that he, he, he dressed it up. He fluffed everybody up. He told everyone how much he loves them, uh-huh. uh, how much he appreciates being the president of the Bears nearing his one-year anniversary, how much he loves the season ticket holders. And then he said, you guys will be paying between 6 and 11% more for your season tickets next year. That's very difficult to swallow. 
in anybody's economy. Just telling you that it's because here's what we want as fans, as you well know, because we've talked about this ad nauseum. You want a financial and emotional investment in your team, but you want an ROI for the investment that you put in. If you're going to dole out money to go to see the Chicago Bears, if you're going to have the emotion of being able to buy that jersey and be able to be connected to the team, where's my ROI? I got three to seven wins. Okay, great. What do I get with my money for this upcoming season? What do I get? Do I, does that mean well, I get playoffs with that? Because that would be easier to swallow if I knew that the playoffs were coming. I, I think it would be easier, as you, you mentioned, if Jim Harbaugh was on the front of your media guide this year, on yeah. the front of your program. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you just spent 16 to $17 million a year on your coach, mm-hmm. and you're like, here's our, quarter, here's our new quarterback with our new coach, and by the way, ticket prices are going up. We really invested in our future. We understand now, they're still banking on what Ryan Poles is doing and, and that the future is still bright. And I think ticket prices have been flat for the last couple of years. So that's what they're banking on. And they, they also sold you that they're, they're lowering the cost of some of the concessions based on the discounts. I don't know if you read that, 20 to 30%. But as we joked yesterday... They're probably going to raise beer prices. Like, sure. wh- wh- when do concession prices ever stay flat? So, like, wh- I don't know what a beer is these days at Soldier Field, guys. Do you know uh, well, what's an average beer price? Fifteen to seventeen dollars at Soldier. I remember going and being like, Phew. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was fifteen, sixteen bucks. So it's it, that's probably going to go up a, a dollar or two. So like, that was a forty ounce, right? For that much? Oh, 40? I'm just asking. 14, maybe. 24, I think. 24? Yeah. Not for a $15 beer. Yeah, I think it was 24. They get the big boy cups now. Hey, Sylvie, you can't argue when he tells you what it is. You can't argue the price. You can't do that. You can't ask and then argue. You're arguing the price right there. I'm willing to bet you you can't get 24 ounces for for $15. It's so 24? I think so. What's a tall boy can? How many ounces are in a tall boy? Because the cans are usually tall boys now. Are they 24 ounces in a tall boy or no more than 20? Now, this Google says $11. I don't remember no. seeing an $11 no. beer. No, no, no. But Google also told me when I went to the Ford Field game in the, in the playoffs that they had five ninety nine beers. Wow. And I, I can tell you they did not. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. like, it's funny because I'm conditioned to hear... When I hear $11 for a beer these days, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's good. Pretty reasonable. I'm yes. like, ooh, yes. $11 Absolutely. for a beer at a game? Yes, that is the equivalent of the dollar hot dog day. Yeah, like, yeah. it's funny. But, uh, I, I, again, I, and wait wait till the PSLs come out for the new stadium. Wait till you think a, a, a 5 to 8% increase is big. Wait till the new stadium seats are unveiled. Indoors, where you're warm and toasty, hoodie. You know what? I can take it then because I can understand. It's a new stadium. I'm leaving my coat in the car. I'm going to walk the concourse. Lou Malnati's here. Got a points bet there. Whatever it's going to be. It's going to be like being in the mall, but there's a Bears game in, in the middle. And I have no problem with that. That's when it's worth the price of admission because it's new. It's fresh. You're paying for the new. I'm paying for the old. And well, hopefully it's not the same old, same old when it comes to Chicago Bears. Three to seven wins is fine. But then you come in hat in hand saying, yeah, we need more. Okay. Again, I could take it if I knew that this is the next step. Bears going to have Caleb Williams or whoever's going to be the quarterback. And there's going to be improvements with the team. And so here's your ROI. I play off 
appearance or two. Now I can take that. But, man, when you're coming at me with a letter, it doesn't matter what sport around here, and you're asking for increases and the team's the same, look, we've been through this for years where the team stayed flat or went backwards and are still asking for more. That's tough for any family. It all sucks. You're right, Mike. It, it, it is tough. No doubt about that. Should there be, at the beginning of the year, a little scale in telling you what tickets will cost next year based on the win total? You mean like the little Price is Right climber guy? Yes. Like, ooh, like, ooh, like ooh. coming out in 2024. <laughs> yes. They, they will tell you in 2025, if we win 11 games, ticket prices go up 12%. Yeah. If we win seven games like last year... Tickets stay flat. If we don't increase it, our win total at all, if we only win five games after winning seven, tickets go down go five. Per- <laughs> <laughs> it should be a game show. Okay. I think there should be all a right. stake for George. <laughs> I love and, it. And for like, there should be something for them in this too, uh-huh. where they know that their ass is in this too. Yes, where it's not just a win total. For the coaches and the players, that business is at hand here. That if they don't achieve a certain amount of wins, yes. they're going to lose money with a fan base. And they've got, if they achieve 12 wins, now they get to raise ticket prices 15%. Yes, I see. So, like, so like, would, we, would you be willing to pay for that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's the thing. For some athletes, they have escalators in their contract. You, yeah. you prefer a certain amount of games. The Scott Boras season ticket plan. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You get as many home runs, as many RBIs, make this all-star game. No matter what sport we're talking about, you get this. You get to the NFC Championship game 18% price increase this year based <laughs> on coming off a seven-win season. Oh, I think that's great. I'd love that. The other side of it is with the Chicago White Sox. And I saw the renderings. I saw it broke out during your show with Waddle yesterday. Yes. Said so, um, Bradley from um, WGN, mm-hmm. uh, the the reporter Talman Bradley. Yes. So I saw the renderings, and it looks beautiful. Um, some thoughts from that WGN report, by the way, on a possible uh, Sox stadium here on the home of the White Sox. Good evening. We start at 6 o'clock tonight with a WGN exclusive. Getting a first look at what a new home for the Chicago White Sox could look like. The team's lease at Guaranteed Rate Field expires in five years. WGN's Jenna Barnes is here with the renderings. Yeah, Micah and Ray, want to take a water taxi to a White Sox game? Well, you could in this new vision. This is the first time the public is seeing the full ballpark renderings presented by developer-related Midwest. A ballpark with walls of windows facing the Chicago River with a potential expansion of the Riverwalk. Steps leading down to fans who can watch the game on a giant video screen screen. from their boats. This is one rendering (laughs) in a 17-page book developer-related Midwest is presenting to some lawmakers as the White Sox weigh a move to the South Loop. The current 62-acre vacant lot known as the 78 78. could be transformed into a mixed-use development. This rendering shows indoor dining and outdoor lawn space overlooking a new era of the famous exploding scoreboard, the pinwheels a focal point. Another angle shows views of the Willis Tower as fans take in a concert. The developer says 1,000 affordable housing units will also be a part of this development, and their plan includes ideas for guaranteed rate fields. There, they envision a reimagined campus with 1,300 residential units and a repurposed stadium that appears to be a soccer field. It's a good time. 
times. By the numbers, Related Midwest estimates 5 million <laughs> annual visitors, a $9 billion estimated investment, $4 billion in stabilized annual economic impact, and 22,000 permanent jobs. One of the things that, that I that did appreciate in their presentation is that what they're considering, um, it's the way new stadiums should and could look, that they have community benefit. Mayor Brandon Johnson saying late last month he hasn't gotten into the intricacies of the plan. Governor J.B. Pritzker said as of last week he had not yet been briefed on the proposal. I, I, I don't really want to opine about it because I don't know what financing they're looking for. And I, but you understand that you know, my view in general is the taxpayers shouldn't have to pick up any bills for private businesses that are trying to you know, extend their franchise in the city or the state other than the normal things that we help businesses with, like infrastructure and so on. Boom, right there. Right there, Sylvie. That's the money shot right there, baby. Governor Pritzker. Yep. I shouldn't have to pay a dime for that. Well, they've got this sports authority. Uh, I guess there's a a pot of gold for Jerry Mm -hmm. that they must use before a certain date. And I believe that there's a race... Between the Bears and and the White Sox to get there, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't I don't know if there's a master plan with the city to get them both to use it, or if if Jerry's trying to beat the Bears there. I'm not sure what the plan is, but for as a White Sox fan, I'm all for a new stadium. The only question I always have is who's going to be there and what are you putting in it. Great to have a new stadium to be able to walk around in it, but I mean, you know me, I'm a bottom line guy when it comes to winning. That's the mo- the Sox mean the most to me in this town, as you well know. That's that's my team as a Southsider. You could build the stadium, and I think that's great. What do you put in it? It better be a winning team. Right? I mean, that's fine. I mean, does, does that enhance though your game day experience if all things are equal? Say you've got a, a ninety win team. Do you enjoy going to see a 90-win team in the loop area versus where it is now? If it's the White Sox, I could see them in the alley. Doesn't matter to me, as long as it's a winning team. Which would be better, though, for you? I mean, I'm good at a guaranteed rate. I mean, that's where I grew up anyway. That, I mean, I, I grew up in that same area. Yeah, it's a different ballpark, but that's tradition. I got no problem with it. But something new and fresh, got no problem with it. It's going to be the same amenities for me as far as the food. You know, that counts. The food's still going to be delicious. The sight lines are going to be great. I've always been a bleacher creature anyway when it comes to Sox games. That's where you could find me usually. So that won't, that won't change. A new location will not bother me. All I care about is the winning. I don't care where it is, Sylvie. And, and, and like as we said before the show, and a lot of people have joked, there's never been a bad, a bad rendering. Right. right? <laughs> That's true. Like, whether it be a stadium or the first condo you bought. Like, my first condo that I bought was the size of a closet. Yeah. The rendering looked beautiful. Yeah, right. It was, it was gorgeous. I, I got tired of that place quickly. But the rendering was beautiful, though. Oh, it, it, you, you thought I was living in a penthouse <laughs> by the rendering. Yes. And then, yeah, all of a that sudden, was it. that was it. It was a closet. <laughs> So here's a question, and uh, Shay, let's open the phone lines, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Who will get their stadium done first? Is it the White Sox or the Bears? Also still to come, 
you you got it on the right show because it's Sylvie and I, two passionate Bulls fans. Because the trade deadline is here for the NBA, we'll talk about it. What what are the Bulls going to do? Uh, we'll get to that and more of your phone calls coming up. Cap and Jay Hood with Sylvie in for Cap on ESPN One Thousand, also on One Hundred Point Three FM HD Two. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. The headlines brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. As we were just talking about the first renderings of the White Sox proposed new stadium, the 78 were released last night. Keep Show- us down White Sox business. Oh, no, Kenny, I'm, I'm in White Sox business. You're not. Showcasing skyline oh! views. Well, he's not. Tune in. You're not either, Rick. Showcasing <laughs> skyline views and glass windows overlooking the river, according to the renderings. The stadium would generate $9 billion in economic investment in Chicago, $4 billion plus stabilized annual economic impact, and the $200 million in annual tax revenue. At least that's what they're saying. The Bears released a letter from Kevin Warren yesterday. Detailing their decision to move forward with season ticket pricing that would rise by 8% on average. Warren mentioned a few players in his letters, but did not mention Justin Fields. The the Blackhawks returned to play last night after the... (laughs) You love that, Shay. The All-Star break. (laughs) But it was more (laughs) of the same with a 2-1 home loss to the Minnesota Wild. The Bulls take on the Grizzlies in Memphis at 7 o'clock tonight. But more of interest is the 3 p.m. trade deadline where AK is expected to take one giant nap. Mongo Hester and Julius Peppers reportedly will be announced into the Pro Football Hall of Fame tonight as a part of the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. It is about time. Jay Moore. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Cap and J Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Sylvie's in for Cap. We're with you till 10 o'clock. And then it'll be Greeny at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3. They'll broadcast live from Twin Peaks in Warrenville. And then it'll be Cap. Cap will team with Waddle. It's what Cap's always wanted, to get back with Waddle. He has an opportunity today between 2.30 and 6.30. Bears Weekly with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer at 6.30. Black and Abdallah at 7.30. All part of the mix right here on the home of the Bears and the White Sox, ESPN 1000. He he still talks about those days like they were yesterday, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. He'll bring up a story from 20 years ago. Yeah. Like it happened yesterday. (laughs) No shot. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. But he did me the solid today. This is, I got to say, Cap was a mensch. He was supposed to be off today. Uh, Braxton has been saying to me that he has a concert at school. And I've missed these for years, all these different events. And I I, I had enough. And I said, I got to get to this concert. He's been on me about this. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get there. And I asked Dan Ago, can I switch 
with somebody in the morning. And Cap, instead of taking the day off, said, I'll do the afternoon. I'll work today. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Cap, who decided to work and fill in for me in the afternoon. I appreciate that. See, that's a good teammate right there. You see that? that? Is, yes. Apparently, there's also a rumor Cap only went on this trip because he's jealous you went on a trip to do, Sylvie. I can't I confirm or deny on his uh, on on his Instagram page. He said he's been planning this since December. Yep. So that's what I thought, but that was a rumor around the station. So you know, I wanted to make sure we cleared that up. Well, th- that rumor came from Carmen DeFalco. If you're looking for the source of that rumor, that came from Carmen DeFalco in yesterday's crosstalk. If you're looking for it, I mean, <laughs> for, for, just go because he's uh, he's jealous of Sylvie. No, Is no, that why? He no, went? I mean, I mean, yeah. So it just. You know, for once, Carmen actually made a stand. He actually, he actually stood on, he stood down, <laughs> ten toes down. It's just like, it wasn't like, did he go because Sylvie go? I don't know. Did boys? Did he go to because Sylvie go? Did he go? God, look that up, guys. Did he go because <laughs> Sylvie? Went? Look that up back after this. I mean, no. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so Sylvie, for once, Carmen actually stood ten toes down with a strong opinion. And I'm not, I'm not going after Cap today. He did me a solid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll let Mike Lombardi do that. Yeah, I think that's just fine. Or anybody else, right? And my, by the way, Mike Lombardi was wrong. Uh, Mike Lombardi is, is should have taken the owl on the Montez Sweat stuff. But that that's a story for another day. I say, well, I mean, when you're Mike Lombardi, you just don't take L's. Absolutely not. I mean, no matter your opinion, you're just going to just roll with it. Don't the good ones, though, all, or shouldn't the good ones take the owl? When you're wrong about something and you're in this business, everyone's going to take an owl. Like you're never going to be right about everything. You said the good. You said the good ones, right? That's point point taken. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Albany Park. Here's Michael on Cap and J Hood. Michael, good morning. Good morning, crew. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes. So here's the Chicago reality. As it is right now, guaranteed rate field will never fill up because there is nothing to do. There is about one bar that I know of. There's not a McDonald's. There's not a fast food joint. Nothing. Wrigleyville is the hippest, coolest, most jumping part of the city, even when the Cubs aren't playing. Mm -hmm. It is alive. You can walk in any direction. There's reggae, jazz, rock, country western. There's fine dining. There are greasy spoons. And here's reality. Bridgeport is never going to allow... Uh, the community become like Wrigleyville. I remember very well the fight when the Cubs wanted to put lights in there. And the community was right. Wrigleyville is packed day and night. Yes, it is. So whatever the Sox are planning, make sure that there is plenty to do. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Michael, we appreciate the telephone call. Okay, so, obviously, being being a White Sox fan... When I was used to, when my dad would take me to the games or my family would take me to the games is you go to the game, you get in the car or get on the L and go back toward 95th. That's what we would do. There was no sticking around the ballpark or, or kicking it and all that kind of stuff. The Sox have done a better job as of late to be able to have the infrastructure to say, if you want to be hanging around the ballpark after the game or during the game, you can. Those bars have been in there. You and I remember when the White Elephant was built in 91, where it's just like there was no, the aesthetic, it was not aesthetically pleasing. I mean, it was a nice stadium, but it was HOK. I mean, you had, the seats went all the way up to heaven oh my because goodness. of how steep it was in the upper deck. And so, but Jerry Reinsdorf and, and the White Sox changed that to be a lot more appealing, not just for families, but for kids as well. And you could hang around the ballpark at the bars. So 
in this rendering that we see here, Sox fans can actually hang out and they can feel, feel like this is their place. It's kind of like we get now, a guaranteed rate, except cleaner, newer, and better. Well, in the Riverwalk, they're expanding that Riverwalk. There'll be restaurants just like there is down here uh, in the Loop, where you go down, there's a wine bar. There's uh, different restaurants. There's going to be pop-up restaurants. Um, there's going to be, it would if it happens, and that's a, still a big if. There's lots of things to go through before this thing gets approved. Um, and they're still just renderings, and where's the parking going to be? There are a lot of questions, but there will be lots of things to do around there. And, yeah, like it, it's one thing to have drinks within the framework of a stadium, mm-hmm. but it's cool to have restaurants and bars. And, like, for people who, who work in the loop to just be able to walk out of your building on an afternoon game and say, hey, I'm leaving the office early, I'm going to catch the afternoon game. Yes. Or if you're leaving at 5 and you're like, I'm going to the Sox game for a 6.05 first pitch. Maybe instead of 7.05, you play at 6.05 to get the office crowd. Or whatever. It's just easier to draw more people because of the base from the loop area. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, too, Sylvia, is that the White Sox, a lot, I mean, this is for a lot of teams, but the White Sox primarily, they depend on that walk-up ticket. Sun is, is the sun yes, out today? Yes, yeah, it's is a, a good day. Is, is that a good pitching matchup? Does my kid have to go to camp? No. All right, we'll go. That's that's what it is, right? Well, it's just it's kind of like seven oh five. Let me check out my calendar on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and they depend on the walk up ticket. And so this is different because it's closer to downtown, as you mentioned. It's kind of like, do I really want to go all the way back home and struggle on the L? Let me just go to the White Sox game, and the Sox depend on that. Because of the season ticket holder base. I really believe the reason why they're doing this, and I don't think Jerry wants to sell today, but I really believe they want to build this new stadium to make it a more appeal, appealing sell when they do sell. Yes. That this is will increase the value of the White Sox when they eventually sell this team to a new owner. And by the way, the 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 owner of the group that is going to develop this, um, uh, Related, I think it's called. It's Midwest Related. Related is owned by Stephen Ross, who mm-hmm. owns the Miami Dolphins. Okay. So do with that with what you, pl- with what you please, but uh, that's an interesting connection right there. Jay Moore. What's the penalty if they break their lease at guarantee rate when they get the new stadium? Do you know? Well, if it's done with the Illinois Sports Authority, that would be the same. So mm-hmm. they could work it out with the Illinois Sports Authority where it would be just transferable. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then it would it would go hand in hand. Yeah. Makes Is sense. Is that the goal, though? I thought he wanted this to be his. I th- like I I was under – maybe I'm wrong. I thought – I was under the understanding that the goal was this would be similar to the United Center. They would – own it. I don't know how much of a percentage they would own, but they're going to get. There's this. There's something with the Illinois, with the state, where drawing from this pool of money from the Illinois Sports Authority, um, they can get cash from them to do this to help the funding of building the stadium. Got it. It's NBA trade deadline day. What do you expect from the Bulls, Captain Jay Hood, on ESPN 1000? 
Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We got Shot or No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock right here on Cap and Jay Hood. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Thursday. The trade deadline for the NBA is today, and the Chicago Bulls are on the clock. Well, they're always on the clock. Uh, Sylvie is in for Cap here on Cap and Jay Hood, and uh, you want, you've tuned into the right show because you talk about two passionate Bulls and NBA fans. For those that don't know Sylvie like I know Sylvie, I mean, yes, he can get really pissed off about the Cubs or the Bears, but his passion, his greatest rants in his career here have been on the Bulls. And I've been I've been next to him for it. I've listened to it on the radio as a, as a small child, listening to him growing up. I mean, I, I listened to Sylvie with these big-time Bulls rants. I remember it as a small child. Well, like you just said about going to the Sox game, and you have these memories, and we have these memories going, you know, whether it be our, with our father or our mom, uh, you know, our grandfather. Yeah. You have these memories going to the Sox games with your dad. Yeah. I have memories going to Cubs games with my mom. That's who I got my Cubs love from, and I got my Bulls love with my grandfather. So we have... You know, you, you have these memories with relatives, and, and it's the bonding experience. I used to go to the Chicago Stadium with my grandfather, who's an original season ticket holder of the Chicago Bulls in 66, 67. Mm-hmm. He used to go to the internet, uh, the uh, amphitheater on the south side. Um, I'm not old enough to be going there, but I grew up going to the Chicago Stadium starting in the mid-70s. Right. So I grew up watching Theus and Gilmore, Mengelt. You know, guys like that. Yeah. Uh, David Greenwood instead of Magic Johnson. They lost a coin flip for him. Yeah. And and so I got in on the ground floor, close to the ground, right after the Mata years when they were really good. Norm Van Leer, Jerry Sloan mm-hmm. at the end there. Um, and, and and then Michael came. And, and when Michael first came, there were only 7,000 people at the Chicago Stadium. Yeah. And to watch something being built, you were, you were the same age. Yeah. When you get in on the ground floor and watch something being built at the bottom and you get to see it being built, you're not, a, it's the opposite of a bandwagon fan and you get to see it. It's amazing. So you, it, 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 it it's, it hits you at your core. And then ever since then, and then you see it being torn apart prematurely mm-hmm. and never being put together again. And it pisses you off. Yeah. And then Pax built some pretty good teams and ownership got in the way of some things. Pax had his faults. And then you bring in this guy in in Karnishevis and, and Eversley comes in. And, and at first they give you a little hope, and now he's completely asleep at the wheel. Yes. What the hell is he waiting for? And allowed to do so by Michael Reinsdorf. Allowed. And, and I, what my, like Michael Reinsdorf right now can't even put together a halftime commemorating some of the greats of the organization. Can't get Michael there. Can't get Scotty there. Can't get it right to honor Jerry Krause. Um, can't even uh, go on the microphone and point out that Steve Kerr's sitting there, that Luke Longley's sitting there, that Ron Harper's sitting there. How the hell are you expected to build a good basketball team? And AK just, as Cap calls them, the settlers, they just continue to run it back, continue to say continuity. It's so sad, Hoodie. And w- there's so many guys like you, like me, 
who do love basketball, Mm -hmm. who aren't just Jordan fans, who want to cheer for this team, and it really sucks. Oh, it does. Oh, absolutely it does. And whatever they do today will probably be underwhelming. Yes. And I look at this team and I say... You know, I can root for the players, a lot of the players, and I can be against the organization because the organization stands still. You have to pick a lane. I've never been one to say tear it down and you got to tank all across the board with all our teams. I know that that decision can work depending on how good your front office is, but Sylvie, you can't just stand still because here you have as good as that Minnesota Timberwolves game was that the Bulls won in overtime. That was awesome. I hope that Michael Reinsdorf does not watch that in the box and go, yep, we're good because we beat one of the best teams in the NBA tonight. That does not tell the full story of Chicago Bulls basketball. It does not. No. Just because they won a big game, what I consider a a big game, a signature victory against a good team. This is a a season in which Zach Levine's in and out, and now he's out for the rest of the season. At this point, the lane that they have to be able to take is to trade DeMar DeRozan out Caruso. You have to do that. And, And because you have to start over, you have no other choice because otherwise you're standing still. You're not going up. You may be able to weasel your way into a play-in game, but what does that really mean? The East is top-heavy. Even Indiana's better. The Orlando Magic team that the Bulls built is better than the Bulls. Yeah, of course they are. Okay, so so top seven, top eight, the Bulls are just not there. As much as I love Kobe White, and Kobe White, I love him because he's pretty much saying, I told you so. Like, yeah, you put me to the side, you had me as this microwave coming off the bench, and he has been the heartbeat of the team. No question. But that doesn't tell you that the Bulls are on the rise. Just because you have this activity doesn't mean necessarily that the Bulls are going to be good. You have to make deals today. There are teams in the league, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's teams that's in the middle of the East or West that want DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. So trade them. Send them to the Knicks. Send them to the 76ers. The thing that scares me is they finally developed Kobe White. That's still a Pax draft pick. And they have shown me when they get picks, they don't know what a good player is. No. No, this is what this is where they are right now. Celtics, Cavaliers, Bucks, Knicks, 76ers, Pacers, Heat, you know, you know, in and out, but Orlando. Those are the teams that are ahead of the Bulls. And the Bulls standing still is not going to get the job done. Shot or no shot, two minutes on Cap and J Hood.